Welcome to the Coaching Edge podcast. I'm your host, Wendy McCallum, a seasoned and successful life coach. Every other Monday, I share my hard-earned wisdom from well over a decade of coaching, so you can avoid the mistakes I've made. I provide practical and inspiring bite-sized strategies, coach stories, and thought-provoking conversations with industry experts about the business of coaching. If you're craving the freedom and joy that comes from building a profitable and fulfilling coaching practice, you're in the right place. Now let's get down to business. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Coaching Edge. I have with me today April Stroink. April is a master profit first professional and a money coach and um, someone who I know well. I know April personally. I know April professionally. And I'm so, so happy to have her here today. So just a little bit about April and then I'll, um, I'll let her rip because she's got lots to say today that I think is going to be really helpful to you guys. So as a money coach with over 25 years of experience, April understands the unique challenges that come with running a coaching business and has helped many small business owners increase their profit, calm their cash flow, and feel more empowered around their finances. So I had April come in and talk to my BBB group Uh gosh, like well over a year ago now, April did one of the first sets of masterclasses in the BBB and they were very, very well received. It was a two-part masterclass. It still lives in the BBB. So if you join the BBB, you get access to that when you join. Um, but it was just really, really helpful to my BBB members in terms of just shifting the way they thought about expenses and revenue and profit. So um, so happy to have April here today. Hi, April. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be back. Yeah, it's my pleasure. April's been on my other podcast before, Bite Size Balance, but she's never been on this one. So I'm happy to have her here. Um, okay, April, I'm going to let you um, take it away. I know you're going to talk today about Parkinson's Law and how it applies to small business. Yes. So I think um, the biggest thing as small business owners that we have to sort of bump against all the time when it comes to our finances inside of our business is this concept of Parkinson's law. And so what Parkinson's law states is that supply will always meet demand. So, you know, if we're given a month to do a project, it'll take a month. If we're given a week to do the same project, we'll do it in a week. And it applies to our money as well. So the more sales and revenue that we have coming in, what happens is the more expenses that we have if we're not careful, and we can end up being in this place of um, adding more top line revenue or more sales to our businesses, but ending up in the same place when it comes to profitability and cash flow, or in some cases, even less. So I'll give you a real life example. So my husband and I owned a retail business together. And uh, we grew it to five bricks and mortar locations plus an online store. And so we went from a million in top line sales to three million in top line sales. However, with the expenses of each location, we ended up making less profit and putting less money in our jeans as the business owner. And so we really need to be thinking about this. One, when we're business, when we're growing our coaching businesses, but also as our coaching businesses begin to expand. Because if we don't give money a job inside of our business, like paying for our taxes, like paying us as the owners, putting away for profit, what happens, it can all get sort of gobbled up, if you will, in expenses. 
And so what we need to be making sure that we do is changing the accounting axiom. Uh, so an axiom is something that previous generations believed it to be true, so therefore we do as well, of sales minus expenses equals profit. And so we're all sort of chasing this top line of, you know, I just need to make more sales. And if I make more sales, then I'll have better cash flow. And that's not the case, right? I always say, um, show me a coach that's on Instagram saying, I just had a six-figure launch that was six-figure profitable, right? right. No. Yes. You Thank you for a, saying that. <laughs> a six-figure launch and have made zero money because by the time you have the paid ads, paying for click funnels or whatever you use in the programming and what have you, that six-figure launch could actually, A, burn you out that you're not able to deliver it, and B, you find out at the end of the day that it wasn't profitable because you end up with a cash flow problem. Right. So we want to really be thinking about Parkinson's law and everything that we do. And so the analogy that I use is imagine when you first take a tube of toothpaste out of the, out of the box and you're smearing it on your toothpaste like it is never going to end. And only when you get to the end of that tube of toothpaste do you actually follow the Canadian Dental Association's prescribed <laughs> amount, which is a pea-sized amount, and put that on your toothpaste, on, on your toothbrush. And I mean, like, I mean, there's, my mother-in-law has an instrument to squeeze every drop of toothpaste out of it, right? We need to think of our businesses in that way and Parkinson's law. And so being innovative right from the get-go when it comes to assets or expenses inside of our business and sort of really squeeze all of the, I like to think of it as like lemons, squeeze all the lemons out of what we have before we reach for another, another lemon. Because if we don't, what happens is the whole allure of having, you know, the fancy equipment. Oh, I, and we also get stuck in this too, right? I can't start a podcast until I have the best sound equipment. I can't start a podcast until I have a podcast manager or all of these things. And it's inertia. It, it, it stops us from starting. And then it also feeds into Parkinson's law. And right. so um, that is the concept of Parkinson's law and how it relates to our business and also the axiom of sales minus profit equals expenses. Right. So the old way of thinking about this is the way that we were all sort of raised. And I think the way that a lot of us think about business is that the way to figure out how much profit we're going to make is to subtract our expenses from our sales. And you're saying, no, there's actually a different way of thinking about it that actually serves us better as small business owners. What's the new axiom? Exactly. So the new axiom is sales minus your profit equals your expenses. And so at the very baseline, the oxygen in your business is bringing cash sales into your business. But right. it needs to be the right kind of sales into your business because you can be selling things inside of your coaching practice that are not profitable. I've done this analysis with business owners that I've worked with. And what we've done is we've sort of masked because we put all of our revenue inside of our accounting software into one, what's called a chart of account, but into one revenue pot. And we haven't broken out our different products or services. And because it's all going into one pot, it looks like we're profitable. But when we pull them apart, we find that there may be a product or service that are, we're offering to our clients that actually is a margin detractor or not profitable, but it's being masked because we have it all lumped together in sales. Right. So what we want to do, I mean, this is a, a discussion for a longer time when we talk about bookkeeping and accounting systems, 
What we want to do is that for everything to keep it super simple, Wendy, is we want to open up multiple bank accounts inside of our business, and we want to give them specific jobs inside of our business. And so in my particular coaching practice, I have five bank accounts. So I have one revenue account, and it's a checking account. That's important to know as well. And so all of my revenue coming in from Stripe, um, I still have some square revenue as well, but all of that revenue comes into one uh, income account. And then from there, because of Parkinson's law, let's face it, as business owners, we're not going to take a look at our profit and loss or income statement to make decisions about what to spend inside of our business. We're going to look at our bank balance. And right. so it's called bank balance accounting. We all do it. So if we're looking at our bank balance and it says we have $5,000 in there, we're not doing the mental math of, oh gosh, 30% of that because I'm a solopreneur has to be set aside for taxes. And don't forget, I have to put my HST and oh my gosh, my annual insurance payment is due and my coaching dues are, we don't do that. We just don't as human beings. And so we make a decision on bank balance accounting. We pay for something, we buy something for our business and then lo and behold, Parkinson's law shows up and we owe money and we no longer have it in our bank account. Right. So um, that revenue account, then I split it into a profit account. That's a savings account. And I put a certain percentage. You can start with 1% of all top line revenue, but I put a percentage of that into that savings account so that I know that I am profitable with everything I'm selling at least at 1% because the money's going into there. Yeah. Then I said at the beginning of the year, what I want to be taking home from my coaching practice in order to fund my personal financial goals and dreams. And so I make sure that April gets paid every, twice a month, every single month in a consistent amount. Mm-hmm. And that goes into my owner's pay account, which is also a savings account. Then from there, I put aside uh, for my taxes. And then for the your audience who is Canadian, um, yeah. sales taxes never hits your revenue. It is not your money. You are merely collecting it on behalf of the Canadian government. And this is a challenge or a pitfall that a lot of business owners make, especially when they're first starting out. They see that hit their one bank account and go, oh, I've got money in here that I can go and and spend. And they don't remember that 15% of that, it actually belongs to the government. Lo and behold, HST comes around. That's where I see business owners take out personal lines of credit or have to mortgage their homes or their personal savings or what have you. So you're gonna have that tax account. And then from there, there, here we are at the tube of toothpaste and we're at the end and we're using the right amount um, for our expenses. And so I do this practice uh, for me. I do it every Friday because um, I have multiple sources of income coming in. I own a bookkeeping business. I own an insurance business. I have my coaching practice. I'm also a um, facilitator. So I have those multiple streams of income coming in. And I actually put into all of these bank accounts every single Friday. And the order of how you do this is important too. That's why that axiom of the accounting axiom of sales minus expenses equals profit, we put in our minds, right? So if I were to ask you a question and you want to know what the answer is right away, so you automatically go to that order, the same as in our accounting, right? So first sales, 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 then pay expenses. So if we don't, and then if we have profit left over, yay us, but it's more of an event versus a habit. So right away in everything, all the revenue I get 
from Saturday to Thursday, 1% of that's going straight into that profit account. Then yeah. I'm paying myself my weekly salary. Then I put the amount that needs to be there for taxes. And then the rest goes into operating expenses. And I'm telling you, Wendy, it's, it's the numbers, but it's also the flow yeah. that starts to really happen. And then when you look at your OPEX account and you see, or your operating expense account, sorry, and you see that you have $2,000 there for the month, it really helps you make informed decisions in regards to expense management around your business. Yeah. And instead of waiting until your bookkeeper gives you, for most of us, it's year-end reports, and then you already see that the horse has already left the barn for your cash flow, and there's not much you can do about a year going by. In my case, I can see what my cash flow is from week to week to week right. by setting up this system. Yeah. And I love this system because it's pretty simple, even though it sounds, yes, it involves these five bank accounts. Can you just quickly whip through the five? Because I feel like I missed one. I got your main one, which is where all your revenue comes into. That's your checking account. Then I think I feel like I missed one before owner's pay. Can you just go Profit. through the five? Yeah. Profit. Profit, so then good. owner's pay. Correct. Then taxes? Correct. And then expenses. You didn't miss any of them, Wendy. Well, I just missed the profit one. <laughs> Hilarious. The one we're not supposed to miss. I missed the profit one. But I, I love it because it does involve the five accounts or the five sub accounts, depending on your bank. You know, you can go talk to your small business advisor and figure out what the best way is to structure this. But um, it's actually not that complicated a system. And it does do exactly what April's talking about, which is reverse that axiom right out of the gate in that you're instead of you know, you're putting your money's going into that account and you're instead of thinking about, oh, how much money do I have to buy this thing or that thing or the other thing? You're doing the things that need to happen first. And then the money that's left over is the money that you can then make, you know, very, I think, mindful and reasoned choices around expenses. I see this happening all the time with coaches. So they're starting, they're in their first couple of years of business and they're spending money on, they're going to retreats and they're doing like, you know, these, they're getting pulled in and listen, those things are super fun and awesome, but really probably not smart business expenses in the early years of practice because you probably don't have any money for those, technically mm -hmm. speaking. And I have also seen many, many coaches fall into this tax trap. So Canadian coaches, US coaches, coaches everywhere, not setting aside money for taxes and finding themselves at the end of the year completely surprised that they owe mm -hmm. a ton of money that they don't have. So mm -hmm. I just, I love this as, as like an intro to basic business for small business owners, this idea of really starting to pay attention to the money that's coming in and making sure that as April says, you give the money, the jobs. So you, you are taking care of the things that have to be taken care of first. And then honestly, the money that's left over is either more profit or it's play money with expenses that you get to decide, like, where do I want to be investing in my business, reinvesting in myself here with this money. But it basically makes it impossible for you to overspend and mm -hmm. to not actually end up paying yourself. Because mm -hmm. you and I both know as small business owners, April, I mean, you've been at this for, for ages. I've been at this for ages. We both know that if you don't take any profit out of your company, you will get so resentful so fast. Oh, yes. Right? Like, talk about that for a minute, like how this impacts small business owners' mindsets to actually have a profit account and a dedicated um, salary type account. 
Absolutely. So I want to just back up with one thing that is actually absolutely simple, proven system. And it grows with you as your business grows as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, the thing that changes, of course, is that as your business grows, you're the zeros get more like I mean, as in like the number gets bigger. Um, and then the what you're allocating into the different buckets gets changed as well. But it you can I, I work this with companies that are just starting out and I work this with companies 5 million plus. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's a system that once you get into these good financial habits will stick with you as your business grows. And what I like about it as well is it gives you those, um, it gives you the, exactly the numbers of, if you're thinking of hiring a VA or maybe you're thinking of uh, creating a coaching program and having more coaches work with you it actually gives you the numbers of when, once you've hit these certain percentages, now you can think about growth. Instead yeah. of, you know, I just don't believe this whole fake it till you make it and then you spend thousands of dollars and then you're in this whole place of, like you said, resentment and, and stress and overwhelm and what have you. It really gives you the, the buckets, I guess you could say, of once you hit these percentages, now let's think about growth inside mm -hmm. of your business. Mm -hmm. And as you said, you know, we had a business, our business was 40 years old and we started to have cash flow challenges and we weren't paying ourselves as owners. And you're right. There's a lot of resentment that started to shake in when everybody else in your business is making money except for you. Mm -hmm. And if you think your business is now, this is the thing about traditional accounting is if you looked at a business's profit and loss account or income statement and you, the business owner is not taking money in traditional sense in that axiom we talked about, that business may be profitable, but it's not paying you. So it's right. not how is that profitable at all? And yet sales minus expenses equals profit. That old axiom is playing out, but you're not paying yourself. Right. And so what this system ensures is that before everybody else gets paid, you're getting paid and you're getting uh, from your business the amount that is to sustain you, your family, and as well, all of the financial goals and dreams that you have. So it's just all about changing um, the formula, changing the mindset of, yes, I'm going to get paid and that's important to me. And is that is paying myself more important than going to a retreat, right? right. You get to make these conscious decisions inside mm -hmm. of your business as well. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times for a lot of coaches, the, where I see all these expenses being made is, is sort of on the imposter syndrome of like, I just need one more course before right. I can coach others. Yes. Then it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy because now you feel like I really got to go and make money. And then yeah. I put all this pressure on myself and it's go time. And really, like, just it doesn't have to be perfect and just get started and just be profitable. And the stress that will take off of you, mm -hmm. and then you can build that in. I have coaches that we've made another bank account, and it's for training and development. And mm -hmm. we put money, we allocate money out of the operating expenses for training and development. And then that makes them really discerning, too, even though they have the money there. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I've got $6,000 now what is going to be the training and development that is going to make me more profitable? You start right. to have that whole shift in mindset as well. Yeah, no, I love that. We talk a lot about that in the BBB, the idea of like when people are trying to decide on expenses, the first question is, have you got the money, you know, to pay for this? Where's the money coming from? 
Have you paid yourself yet? Have you met your goals? And then when when it comes to deciding between expenses, always like which one of these is actually likely to to have a return? Like, and what's the return on investment of this particular investment versus that particular investment? Um, because I think it's really easy, that whole shiny object syndrome where we just get caught up in like, oh, so-and-so is doing this course or so-and-so is doing that course or this certifications out there um, is often what I think is the downfall of new coaches. 100%. They take too many certifications. Stop taking the certifications, guys. You know, I've taken three, <laughs> but I have spread them out over 13 years. And as I said to the BBB uh, people the other day, the second certification, which was the CTI certification, a big deal, a lot of work, a lot of travel. I had to travel five different five different times to cities to take these intensive weekend-long modules. Um, I did not do that until I had the money in the bank to pay for it, like cash in the mm-hmm. bank. And I was paying myself, by the way. So I was already doing those things where I was paying myself my salary. And I think it's really important to be thinking that way, which is, again, another reason why I love this approach that April uses and teaches. It's just a really, really... It's it's so simple. It's not rocket science, but we are doing it backwards with that old axiom. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's um it's a complete game changer. As you know, my husband Rob, who is also a business person, Rob likes to say there are two ways to double your double your profit. You can double the amount of work you can do, or you can cut your expenses in half. And we don't think enough about the expenses side of the equation. And I think, you know, especially as new newer coaches, we can get really, really caught up in the spending because there's a lot of it going on out there. And um, so I think this is a really important conversation. So thank you for coming on and sharing this. It's really important. So what else can we tell people? If we were going to, so you got somebody listening who's like just, just starting out, you know, or maybe like in the first year or two of business and they're thinking, oh boy, I don't do it this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how do you get started if you're already midstream? You know, Good with question. Yeah. So, um, honestly, the first step is making sure you're separating your business's business from your personal. Right. And Wendy, yeah. I see a lot of business coaches or coaches that should say starting out, and they think they can run everything from their personal bank account, and you just don't want to do that for a number of reasons. First of all, it doesn't um, give you a true picture of what's going on in your business. Second of all, it's really bad bookkeeping hygiene to be doing that um, so that you don't have that information that you need in regards to expense management and growth inside of your business. And CRA doesn't like that. Um, And you don't want to get audited uh, because auditing on top of trying to grow a business is not a fun, well, it's not a fun time for anyone. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, if you take nothing else from today, this conversation, you have a separate business bank account. Then from there, you want to just get started and get going. I mean, you got to have that tax account, especially in Canada, that HST has got to not hit anything. I mean, I had a coach tell me once that they keep their HST there because it's paying the final amount is cheaper than a line of credit. And I'm like, that is not the mindset that you want to have. You do not want ERA on your back along with everything else you have as being a business owner. So get that out of sight, out of mind, separate bank account. Mm-hmm. But start with the 1% of your top line revenue going into a profit account because the profit account, it fulfills two duties. The first is you as a business owner, you need to be paid for the work you do inside your business. So if right now it's you doing the coaching. You need to be paid a wage 
for doing that coaching. It needs to be something that you would pay others if they came in and did that coaching. And it also needs to be supporting your personal goals and lifestyles. The second way that you get paid is that you could have chosen to invest in any business, any other business through stocks, mutual funds, what have you. You chose to invest in yours. And so if you were investing in, let's say, Amazon, for example, you would be expecting a dividend. And once you receive that dividend, you would take that money and you would use it as you see fit. You would say, you know what, Jeff, mm-hmm. you take that money back and you invest that in Amazon. You would never do that. And yet that's what we do with our businesses mm-hmm. is we keep reinvesting in the business, not take anything for ourselves. And that doesn't mean you have a healthy, profitable business. That is an expense. Mm-hmm. And so we keep half in the account, the profit account, for you as the business owner to take for all the risks that you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's distribution, a, a dividend if, you, if you're incorporated, but it's a distribution or a bonus for you investing in your business. Mm-hmm. And the second, we keep in the profit account as a rainy day fund for those times where maybe you have a lull between launches or it's Christmas time and people aren't buying or summertime or what have you, or God forbid COVID happens or something right. like that. There's going to be times in your business that you're going to have to step away, whether it's for family, vacation, sickness, what have you. And we have to be just like in our personal finances, we have to be planning for those rainy days inside of our business as well. So if you want to get started, open that profit account, start putting 1% away. Because Wendy, if you can't put 1% away, you do not have a profitable business and you've got to look at your business through a different lens to see how. Yeah. You- yeah. What a good way of thinking about it. So if you're listening to this and you can't put 1% away, that's a sign that you got to take a long, hard look at what's happening inside your business. And I think that's a really, really great, really, really great takeaway from this for everybody. So I wanted April to come on. I know this is a short episode. We can't talk about all the things. April can talk about this for forever. She has so much knowledge, just a wealth of knowledge. And as I said, if you are a member of the BBB, there is a two-part masterclass that April's done on on Profit First, which was just amazing. Um, And uh, helping our coaches figure out like this system of banking and all kinds of other things. It was much more in depth than this and it was fabulous. Um, But you can also get information through April's website, which is aprilstrunk.ca. I'll put the spelling of that in the show notes if you're looking for that. Um, it's just S-T-R-O-I-N-K, right? I got it right? Girl with an oink. Yep. Perfect. Aprilstrunk.ca. Um, and um, April always has lots of things that she's offering uh, for small business owners that are just really, really terrific and really, really helpful. So profit accounts, the first thing to set up. Make sure you set money aside for your taxes, people. I don't care where you are. You should be setting money aside for your, for your taxes, right? You owe a chunk of what you make. So when that money comes in, stop thinking of it all as yours. It is not yours. It doesn't matter where you live. <laughs> and you owe a, a portion of that. So talk to someone and figure out what that portion might be. Get a really good estimate on that if you're not sure. You'll get better at this uh, as the years go on. You'll get a better sense of that. Um, but definitely put some money in a profit account put some money in a tax account every time you get paid. And if you can't put any money in that profit account, you have a problem. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, April. It's been a pleasure as I knew it would be. You're very welcome, Wendy. Anytime. 
Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you're coming away with renewed energy and some creative inspiration for your coaching business. If you're looking for more business support and community with like-minded coaches, please follow me on Instagram at Wendy McCallum Coach and check out my popular BBB membership for coaches at wendymccallum.com forward slash BBB. And if you love what you heard today, please leave a rating and a review to let other coaches know that this is a podcast worth listening to. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you and I'll see you next time.